What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos, part two of our all-fan segment. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I'll be flying solo with you guys today. Nobody around, just me talking to you guys. First of all, I wanted to wish you guys a happy new year. If you didn't listen to the first part of this podcast that me and Brock kind of answered some questions, went over a little bit Trevor Bauer news, and you know, just kind of had some fun talking about Angel's baseball. Guys, before we really get going, I just want to say we have so many cool things uh, looking forward into 2021 with Talking Halos that we're going to be announcing. I would assume probably closer to spring training. So with that in mind, keep that in the back of your heads because like I said, between Derek, myself, Brock, and John, we've been you know brainstorming and a lot of really cool and fun ideas heading into that. But for this show, guys, before we get going, we just want to thank you guys so much for listening. And if you like our show, go to Apple Music and give us a five-star review, only if you think we deserve it. If you like our show that much, please, guys, tell a friend, spread it by word of mouth. The more followers we get, the, the more we can expand, the, the more we can talk about Angel Space. If you have any questions, topic ideas, or just want to join us for a sans, fan segment like we've been doing uh, between myself and Brock called Talking Fans, you can email us at talkinghalos at gmail.com. You can message myself at Jared underscore Tims on Twitter. You can message Brock on Twitter at BDRocks. Or you can also message us at talkinghalos at Twitter as well. So guys, before we get back to answering all of your questions that you submitted and talk about some of the trades that you guys also submitted that I asked you about, let's get to a little baseball news. And it was reported the other day that uh, one of the pitchers that, you know, that is on the open market free agent, uh, Masahiro Tanaka, if he does not sign with the Yankees, he'll end up going back to Japan. Now, I don't necessarily think that the Angels really had a huge chance at getting Tanaka because he, you know, coming from Japan, he always wanted to play on the East Coast. And, you know, he's really found his home as a Yankee. And I would assume he probably wants to retire as a Yankee or back in Japan. So, like I said, I mean, coming to Anaheim, I don't think was all that realistic of a plan. I'm sure the Angels have checked in on him to see what his availability status was. But, this would be my assumption why there hasn't been too much news around Tanaka wanting to leave the Bronx or even wanting to come out to the West Coast. However, a, a, a rotation with Tanaka and Otani would be quite a lot of fun. And it's something that I would have to assume Artie would really want because he could definitely expand his business because Artie is a very big business guy to the Japanese community and you know that's a that's a big part of it you know if you have two players from Japan you know you're going to get that wide community and that's not necessarily a bad thing it's it's a great thing to see you know during this off season we were able to see well bef- when the shutdown happened with the coronavirus we were you know people in the United States didn't have we didn't have sports so you know they had to watch the KBO and that was a huge thing and it was a very cool interaction to see fans from the United States really interact with fans from Korea and from those nations because that was first off the only thing on if for baseball and second off I mean it was you know spoken in one language you know I remember some people getting interviewed from Korean newspapers and such like that and websites and news outlets there because of how much you know they <laughs> sports fans, baseball fans were getting into the KBO because they just wanted to see baseball back. So when you look it up from a marketing standpoint, that's a, that'd be a huge thing for the Angels to take advantage of. 
and it definitely wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Artie to try to get a pitcher like that not only because he would help the team but also because he helps business as well and finally the last I guess little bit of baseball news that we've had or Angels news that we've had I mean we can't go a podcast really without talking about in most people's opinion the Angels number one target which is Trevor Bauer and you know this might be you know really really little and everything and I honestly don't even know what to make of it and I said this before on this podcast that you know most of the time I don't even think Trevor Bauer knows what's going on in his head and you know I think that this was kind of one of those scenarios but on his final vlog not a podcast but on his final vlog of 2020 he comes out wearing an Angels hat you know the thumbnail of the picture was him in an Angels hat and you know talk about really wanting to stir the pot and get things going and hope you know some people in the Angels front office sees this and hope that you know maybe getting some more money or hoping that the fans really kind of pick up where they left off and you know it, it definitely did stir the pot a little bit it was like oh why is Trevor Bauer wearing an Angels hat in this and also you know little thing as well being quoted saying that red was the lucky color of the day as well so I don't really know too much of what to make about this I think that we might be making a little bit too much of this. I think that there has been so little news in on the Trevor Bauer front that any type of news or anything he does, like if he went out wearing a red t-shirt, a lot of people would probably speculate that as well. But the fact that he was, in a sense, stirring the pot and really wanting to get, I think, Angels fans going a little bit more and get the Trevor Bauer talks going a little bit more by wearing an Angels hat on his vlog, you know, really says something. And I think that that, I, I really think that that pushes him in the right direction. I think that he actually really does want to come to Anaheim, not just for the money, but I think that he wants to be the guy here. I, I truly am starting to believe that now, as much as everybody dislikes what he's doing, and every single time that you know some he posts something, it's like, man, just pick a team. But at the end of the day, you know, I think he's having fun with this whole thing. He's really he's really soaking it in, and we're seeing it. And I think you know, fans are actually kind of having quite a bit of fun with it he you know was talking to some angels fans um over a facetime call which was pretty cool and why they wanted him to come to angel state to the angels and he also talked to dodgers fans and padres fans and giants fans as well so you know i i think he's going to come out west it just depends on who's going to give him the most money and if you believe what john Heyman said or if you believe what bob nightingale said so at the end of the day, it'll be really interesting to see where this develops going into 2021. So guys, on to our fan segment of this. We got so many questions that we really had to make this into a two-parter. Unfortunately, Brock had to work and isn't able to join us for this part of it. But, you know, I wanted to get out and continue to answer questions just because I love getting all this fan interaction and seeing, you know, the questions that you guys have. And it really keeps the mind flowing for me and... Like I said, it just keeps me up at night thinking about what I think the Angels should do and hopefully, you know, build this team into a World Series contender. So guys, without any further ado, New York Jets number one fan asked, why haven't we seen any starting pitching getting added yet to the Angels? And can I answer this before? I think that, you know, with the Blake Snell move and the U Darvish move, we're slowly starting to see the pieces trickle and 
that this is going to be an every it's going to be a continuous process going we're going to see little pieces here little pieces of there trickle until trevor bauer signs and then i think we see a huge slope of of players signing whether it's you know here or in japan or really anywhere it'll it'll be really interesting to see but i think that's kind of why i think that everybody's just kind of waiting for the new year and waiting to see what kind of happened what develops he also asked he actually asked a couple questions who is the most likely starting pitcher for us to add and i think i mean this is this pretty is pretty easy one now that Blake Snell's off the market, though I didn't think that Blake Snell was really the Angels' number one choice. I think it's got to be Trevor Bauer. You know, I think it's, you know, it's it's just makes too much sense. Just like Garrett Cole made a lot of sense last year, but I think the price was too high. I think the price will be right here with Trevor Bauer, and I think the Angels will be able to go out and get Bauer and be able to add on some more pieces as well to go out and hopefully build a contender. He also wants to know what the best trade package is for Joe Musgrove. And that's a pretty interesting question, in my opinion, and it depends on are you just going and getting Musgrove from the Pirates, or are you going to add in somebody like Gregory Polanco, who's owed $11 million next year, and hopefully you're going to be able to get Musgroves for a little bit cheaper, or are you adding in, I don't know, maybe some type of reliever from the Pirates, or Mitch Keller, so it all just depends on who you're adding in. If you're just getting Musgrove, I think it's going to start in the area, I don't. You're not going to have to give up Adele, and you're not going to have to give up Marsh, in my opinion, for Musgrove. Though I think that that's probably where the talking point starts from the Bucks' standpoint. But I think that it will. The Angels will be lucky to get away with giving up Adams and another couple pieces. I think for just Musgrove. Now, that's not saying much because I, you know, it it really just depends on what the Pirates really want at the end of the day and that's kind of how it is with all teams we really just don't know what they're looking for so and then his final question was how much and how many years will Bauer cost I know we've answered this a couple times and I'm sure I'll get more questions about this as we as I scroll down on all the questions you guys asked me but you know I think it's going to be four to six years in between 23 and 27 million dollars a year and you guys can take that and run with it because I really don't I don't know so uh, the next question comes from Joe Bang. I know I answered a couple of his questions before, but I found another one they wanted. And he says, Fangraphs Steamer projects the Angels at about six war away from the Padres and Dodgers at the very top. What moves do you guys think get us there? And I think since this question was answered, this question was asked, I think that they added, the Padres added Snell and Darvish, which would probably kick them up. The moves I think that need to be made, I think the offense is fine. I think the bullpen needs another piece or two of major league talent. I don't think you can go out and sign minor league talent or minor league deals. You might be able to get away with a couple. And, of course, you're going to need, I think, at least one starter, maybe two, to get you through the season. I think the depth for starting isn't horrible. I just think it's mediocre depth at best. So our next question comes from Ruben Rosas. I hope I got that name right. And he asks, realistically speaking, how much money do you think we have left to spend this next off season, this and next off season. And this off season, that's an interesting question. It's a tough question because it depends on how much Artie wants to go out and spend. I mean, he could go and kick it up to luxury tax. And I believe they have around 50 million or so to spend, if not a little bit, more, if not more than that, 
if my math is correct, and I'm not the best at math, I'll let you guys know. Next season gets super tricky, and and it's almost not even worth looking at it at the moment. Once the season starts, look at it all you want. But the Angels lose Pujols, they lose uh, Bundy, Heaney, both Iglesias's, and I think that the losses equal about $56 million, if I did the math correctly a few days ago. But Rendon adds, I think, about $8 million, and I believe Upton adds about $6 million. So you're looking at roughly 40-ish million dollars that you have. So, and that that's if you don't sign Trevor Bauer to a $20-plus million contract. I mean, I, I asked this today. Do you extend Andrew Heaney? Do you extend Dylan Bundy? That's going to cost you at least another 20 25 $30 million between them, I believe. So it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see, you know, really what they, what they have in store. You're going to need to go out and get a shortstop next year. You're going to need to probably go out and get some more bullpen help. And I think you're probably going to want to go out and get another starter or two, depending on what happens with Bundy and Heaney. So, you know, I, I think that it's all up to how much Artie wants to spend. He has the money. That's, that's not a question. It's if he wants to go out and spend the money. Our next question comes from Wesley8206. And he says, if we make a trade, huge trade which top prospect except marsh do you expect to be part of it well does joe adele count as a prospect anymore because i think that would probably be the the big piece in it i think it, i mean if you're making a big trade it's going to be it's going to be adele it's going to be marsh um and, and i'm going to continue to say this it depends on who and what the team is looking for you know you look at what the padres got and what they wanted for Blake Snell the Angels just couldn't match that you know even if they did throw Joe Adele on a platter and Chris Rodriguez out there and another guy I mean I think that again that's overspending I really do I thought it was overspending for for Blake Snell who's a very good pitcher but I don't think that he's a huge huge game changer when it comes down to it I don't think the Angels are a playoff team with Blake Snell where I think that they could definitely become a playoff team if they get Luis Castillo or Herman Marquez. And I think those are the two biggest trades you can make this offseason. And heck, even Chris Sale is another name that I think might pop up eventually in trade talks if the Red Sox want to get rid of some money. So it just really depends on what a team is looking for. And I think that that starts with Joe Adele or a Brandon Marsh and I mean, heck, even Jordan Adams, who I think may probably end up being a little bit of a late developer in his whole baseball process because of how late he started. Chris Rodriguez is an under-the-radar name. Errol Vera, Jeremiah Jackson, Jemai Jones could be a fun name because I think he's pretty close to Major League ready. We saw him at the end of the year. So at the end of the day, it just kind of depends on what the team is really looking for. Landon Springer asks, any word on Detmers being in the majors for 2021? And that is a very good question. You know, I think, in my opinion, he's pretty dang close to being major league ready. I think that you can push him straight to double A next season. That's for sure. If not high A, for sure high A, 100%. And if not double A, and I think he'll be ready by the end of the year. I don't think triple A is needed just because of how much pitchers get hit there I think that that is just not a place where you put a young pitcher like that but I, I do think that he's ready and it ends up being up to Perry and it ends up being up to Madden and the situation that the Angels are in do they need pitching do they you know does do they think that 
uh, Detmers might be one of the guys that can make get them to the playoffs, and I think that he makes the team a little bit better. That's for sure. You know, I think that everything we saw in college, uh, plus command, good curveball, uh, spots up on the fastball really well, a good changeup, and you know, I think that that's all there and can you know be polished and be very good at the major league level. So, do I think he makes his major league debut in 2021? I don't doubt it. You know, uh, I hope he gets put in the right situation. I hope he doesn't get put in a Joe Adele situation where he's just kind of left out there for the Wolves just to feast on him. You know, that would be an unfortunate situation and not not a good one for any young major league talent, especially a former first-round pick like that. So, like I said, do I think he's ready? Yes. I think it's going to kind of be up to Manassian, and he has a good... I believe he has a good read on what the farm system looks like now. And it's going to be it up to Madden and also how many injuries the Angels have too because that is something that the Angels have had a real problem with down in the past. So uh, do I think he's ready? Yes, I'll say that right now. I think he's ready. Do I think that he comes up in 2021? Yes, I believe he I believe he makes his debut in 2021. Fun little question here from J underscore victory, the second victory. He asked, is it snowy? weather question um you know I, I we really don't get any of these fun questions when i when i used to do obp podcasts with brent we used to get a whole bunch of fun questions like this and you know questions from our girlfriends and just kind of weird questions and i, I kind of like these so i mean if you guys throw out some of these questions for me and brock next time we will happily answer these and i i, I really like them i uh, currently as i look outside it's not snowing i live in orange county and it doesn't really snow in Orange County all that much. So no, it's not snowing. But it's definitely snowing somewhere in the world. And, you know, we're, we'll, we'll go with that. And on to our final question. Really fun question, actually. I kind of want to tip the cap to Justin22104, uh, Angels and Lakers, uh, for this question. Because it's, it's actually kind of fun. It got me thinking. If you had to pick two out of... Adams, Marsh, and Adele to flank Trout for the next decade. Who would you keep? And that's a real fun question because when do you put Trout in right field or left field, or do you, when do you DH him? Because I think his time in center field is actually kind of coming to an end, which I don't think that actually. I think that moving him to right field or left field ends up helping his value. It really does because defensively advanced stats sabermetrically speaking trout's not the best out center fielder out there in fact he's one of the worst ones out there when you look at those numbers and you know it, it kind of is what it is but you know i mean it's a really hard question because you look at jordan adams and i think that he develops a little bit later than most and i don't think the angels really need that quite yet if Adams was a little bit older. I'd say Adams and Marsh. I think Marsh is for sure for me. Um, as he, I think he probably ends up taking over in center field at some point for Mike Trout. And, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. I think that Marsh starts off in right field at some point, like Joe Adele did, or left field because he's athletic enough to do so. And, I mean, of course, Joe Adele's a lot of fun. I mean, it's like having another Justin Upton in his prime. And I've said that a lot, and everybody's like, Justin Upton, Justin Upton. No, it's Justin Upton in his prime. He's going to be a little bit streaky. He's going to hit you 25 to 30 home runs a year, played pretty decent defense, athletic. He's going to steal bases for you. So I think that, you know, if you can have all three of those guys in the outfield at some point, that is a plus. But if I had to pick two, I think at the moment with how the Angels are 
looking, I think it's going to be Marsh and Adele with Trout in center field for the next couple years. And then, of course, moving, I think, Marsh to center field once that time comes. So, guys, on to our next topic, our final topic of the night. And I asked on Twitter about eh, a little over a week ago, I asked, what trade do you want the Angels to make before opening day? I asked you guys to give the players, and I said we'd discuss it, and I feel like this is a pretty solid time to discuss it. Now, not everybody gave you know great trades, and actually a lot of these trades end up being for you, Darvish, or Blake Snell, because I asked before those trades happen. So I'm going to still go over those trades and kind of analyze them and I know that a lot of people were giving each other crap about some of the trades and you know I just say I gotta say relax about that because like I said previously in this podcast we don't know what teams want we don't you know you look at the Kluber trade last year and that was like wow you know we just heard that they asked for Brandon Marsh and you guys are gonna go get a reliever and a fifth outfielder now you know what's up with that so again I mean no no trade is really ridiculous unless you're going and trading for a big name like Cunha or Trout or Soto or somebody along the lines of that. So without further ado, the first the first trade that was proposed was by Jeff Chen and he proposed Yu Darvish for Griffin Canning and Jamai Jones. Um, well, the first thing that I have to say about that one is I think you're kind of overpaying for that a little bit. Uh, we saw the package that the Cubs ended up getting, and it wasn't all that much. And I think that kind of had to do with the amount that Darvish was owed. But at the same time, I, I didn't think I think that Canning is more valuable at the end of the day than Darvish is, just because you're getting three years of Darvish, or do you at that price, or do you want Canning for another? was it four or five years at his lower price so I think at the end of the day canning is a little bit more value and I like the trade but I think it's a little bit of an overpay next the next trade proposal comes from Dalton Wolf and he says Snell for Sandoval and Marsh or Joe Musgroves and Josh Bell for Marsh and Detmers first off I believe that the first trade is a little bit of an underpay, and I think that the second trade is a little bit of an overpay. I think that Marsh alone for Snell is not quite enough, and I think that adding in Sandoval, who's another pitcher, that I think I guess makes a little bit more sense, you know, with what they ended up acquiring. You know, I, I guess I guess it's close. I guess that's close, but I think that you're going to add in another piece, especially looking at the, the actual Snell trade from the Padres. The Musgrove and Bell trade, I think you're right in the right area. I think it's probably a little bit of an overpay for him. I don't think you're going to have to give up Marsh at all for Musgroves. I think it's going to be a couple smaller pieces. I don't think they'll really want to give up Marsh for three years of a pitcher like that. So on to our next one, Doug S31 says Adele and a player to be named later for Snell. Again, as we know, I, I I personally would not have done Adele for Snell straight up. I think that that was not a smart trade for the Angels, and I think the Angels really got, you know, they did it right. They you know I don't think they wanted to give up Adele for them for that trade, and at the end of the day, they didn't have the pieces to go out and get Snell. So do I think this trade would have worked? I think for most teams. It would have worked. I just don't think, I think that the Rays 
view players differently, and I think that's kind of what we saw. So, Yochu24 says, Castillo and Sonny Gray for Marsh, Adele, and others. Now, I kind of think this is interesting because you're really close here with this, and you're getting Luis Castillo, who, if you put him in the American League, turns into a top three pitcher in the AL, and you're getting Sonny Gray, who becomes possibly a top ten pitcher in the AL as well. And you add that to Dylan Bundy and hopefully a healthy Shohei Otani. I think you may have to give up Griffin Canning in a trade like this to get this deal done. But I think, you know, it's it's relatively close. And it's kind of a fun, interesting trade to go get a top guy like Luis Castillo. So I, I, think, I think you're really close on this one. Do I think the Reds trade Luis Castillo? I don't know. I think they definitely entertain it, but I think the price, and I think it was reported early in this offseason, I think the price was astronomical, almost like trading for Mike Trout or Ronald Acuna. I mean, that's the closest pitcher that you can get to any of those guys, in my opinion, when it comes to years, value, and how good of a pitcher Luis Castillo actually is. Sonny Gray, I definitely think, and I know he's on the table, do I think that's a trade that the Angels pool i mean they've already made a trade with the reds manasian seems to have a good rep with the reds so i i will we'll see i think that gray could definitely be in the mix and again this trade that you propose is really interesting and i i could definitely see something like this going through on to our next trade here and again a fun one that i don't i i wish we got a couple more of these fun ones in where people just kind of mess around and this one comes from baseball stuff 22 he says just give me a good pitcher I'll give up my PS5. I'm going to be honest here. I'm not a big video game guy, but I know that the PS5s sold for quite a lot. And I had some friends waiting in lines online for quite some time trying to get them. So I think, honestly, at the end of the day, you're better off keeping your PS5 and hoping that Artie pays a little bit to go get Trevor Bauer. But I think I can almost guarantee you that the Angels are going to go out and get some pitching. So hold on to that PS5 or give it to me you know, because I want to play the show. <laughs> so on to our next one. It comes from Obscure ref, uh, Reference. I, sorry, it says his name's Jason. Uh, he says, get Musgroves and Stallings for Adam Suarez plus one or two low-level prospects. Also, bonus sign Paxton. I like this. I like this a lot. You know, I think that you're kind of underpaying, but I think I could see this being a trade that the Angels make, a realistic trade, and I could see the Padres accepting it as well. You know, I think that the Pirates have done really good with athletic outfielders, and them looking at Jordan Adams like that, I, I could totally see it. The Angels not necessarily getting Suarez off their back, but I think if Suarez found his way to a new team with a new, making himself a new face, I think that that could be a really good thing for him, and he could turn into a a legitimate starter for uh, most other teams. I just don't know if it's going to work here in Anaheim. So I, I I like it. I think that you're close. I don't think it's quite enough, though. I think you're going to need to add in one or two really good lower-level prospects, like an Errol Vera, Kyron Paris, or maybe another two, one or two. And I'm all for signing James Paxton, by the way. So on to our next trade. Another one to the Reds, Josh Harris. Joshua Harris, 20, says, Sonny Gray for Paris, Adams, and Sandoval. I think you're right on here. I could totally see this trade happening, and I don't even think I really need to discuss it. I think that you are very, very close to being a good trade, and I think that this is something that the Reds would want to do. I think that 
I think if you get all three of them. I know you slashed Paris and Adams, but I think all three of them gets it done for Sonny Gray. And it's a pitcher that the Angels could use and could definitely bolster them into a good spot. The next proposal comes from Ruben Rosas. Rosas, again, I apologize if I screwed up your name, but I really like this trade as well that you sent. Adele Detmers, Jeremiah Jackson, Justin Upton, plus cash. You even said $5 million a year. I think it's going to cost a little bit more. For Blackman, Marquez, and John Gray. I think that you are on the right track here. I think that you're going to have to give up a lot more for Marquez. And I think that I've said this before. I don't think people understand how good Herman Marquez is. I mean, I've been preaching his name quite a lot, but you know, I, I, again, I just don't, I think that Herman Marquez turns into a top three pitcher in the AL behind, you know, guys like Justin Verlander or Garrett Cole or somebody like that. So I, I think, I don't think that people really understand how good Marquez is, but I could totally see the Rockies packaging up Blackman and Marquez and sending them to Anaheim for a little bit lesser of a deal than just getting Marquez because you're taking on the contract of Blackman and Blackman's still a fairly good hitter as well. So I think even if you take him out of Colorado, it's a, it's a fun move. I do think, however, you need to add in maybe one or two more pieces to this, especially if you're trying to get rid of Upton in this deal. All right, guys, let's keep chugging along here from Senior Robosus. I hope I got that name right. I am the worst at names. I'm so sorry, guys. He has a couple trades here for us. And it starts with Snell for Upton, Rodriguez, DeVoe, and Jackson. You're not really even close on that one, unfortunately. I think that Upton, he would not have gone to Tampa. I don't. He might have waived his no-trade clause and all that fun stuff, but I don't think that he, I don't think the Rays would have ever taken a deal like that on. I think it's too much money. I think you would have had to pay for his entire deal, basically, for him to go to Tampa and give up. I think you still have to give up Adele and maybe some more pieces to go to go get Snell. So you're, you're, I guess, kind of on the right track because I don't like, you know, talking bad about trades, but definitely need to put in a little bit more work on this one. Next trade, Darvish for Suarez, Marsh, uh, Kachanowicz, and Jemai Jones. You're definitely on the right track here. I think you're overpaying just a little bit. And I only say that because... I think that Marsh is going to be a lot better than Darvish is right now and can help out the Angels. I think that Suarez, if you put him on another team, becomes a really good, really good starting pitcher. You know, maybe not great starting pitcher, but I think he's a, a solid four or three guy on some other teams. Um, Jemai Jones is major league ready, and you can't really take that away. That's valuable in itself, even if it is a fourth or fifth infielder type of guy or fifth or sixth infielder type of guy or a guy who plays the outfield a little bit and you know it's still up in the air on Kachanowicz what he's going to do and I know I'm completely botching his name but I can't remember how to say it right now for the life of me but if you go check out Taylor Blake Ward he comped him to Archie Bradley and that's a nice little comp for a guy that the Angels got out of high school and I believe the third round a couple years ago his fastball's already been up to 96 when they had him out in Long Beach and you know he has good good stuff he needs to work on his changeup a little more but he has a nice curveball slider action and I, I think that it could end up equating into a nice starting pitcher for the Angels if not a good bullpen piece so I think you're kind of pushing it over a little bit with this Darvish trade but I think you're on 
in a sense, I think if you take away Marsh, you're kind of pretty close there with getting Darvish. And your final trade is Musgroves for Berea, Adams, Yawn, and Soto. You're really close here, actually, I think. Just looking at it on paper, Berea's a nice piece in the bullpen now. I think that he starts in the bullpen. I don't think the Angels really want to want to start him either anymore. I think that, you know, as a long relief guy, he's found a home. Um, Adams is going to be what he is, and I think that's a nice little piece. Jan, probably a reliever. And Soto could start at the major league level, and he could be a fifth infielder, like a triple-A type of guy, you know, a good defender that's not going to hit too much. So I think you're on the right page here for Musgroves, and I could see the Angels making that move in a heartbeat. Our next trade proposal comes from Happy Angels fan. His name is Aaron, and that is Brandon Marsh, Chris Rodriguez, Jaime Berea, Jeremiah Jackson for Luis Castillo. And like I said before, I think that any trade for Luis Castillo is going to be astronomical, and I think it's got to start with something along the lines of Adele, Marsh, and Canning. And you may even have to throw in a guy like Jordan Adams. I think you're really that the Luis Castillo is a move you possibly make if you're in the playoff pitcher come July or whenever the trade deadline is this year. I think that if if he doesn't get moved this off season this off season, I think he gets moved in July and it's going to be interesting to see what the package is cuz like I said it's going to be it will definitely be astronomical. So our next trade comes from Chris Chapman. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? He says, Adele for Darvish and Contreras. I like it. I think it's a little bit of an overpay, especially for one year, I believe, of Contreras. Off the top of my head, I, I could totally be wrong. He could have a couple more years, but I feel like he's a free agent next year. And Darvish is, of course, now on the Padres, so this wouldn't work out. But before that happened, I think you're on the right page here. I think Adele's slightly overpaying. I know that a lot of people are going to be selling Adele short here, but... What can you really take from, and he would he play 40 games, 50 games, you know, 150 plate appearances? I mean, you just can't, you can't take enough from that. You know, we, I, I think, I don't know. For me, trading Adele, it, it's tough. You you have to go and get an ace if you're trading Adele because, like I said, you, you can't take away, you can't take anything away from what he did this last season in 40 games with no, you know, rhythm, no, you know, game to game preparation. I mean, it, it, no minor league season, no, no nothing. I mean, it, it, I'm gonna say this now: you don't trade Joe Adele. I think that he is. There's no way you can trade him unless you're getting a guy like Luis Castillo. I think Luis Castillo is the only guy that you go and trade Adele for. I'll say that right now. Our next trade comes from Tim Walls. He says Adele or Marsh, Jamai Jones, and any pitching prospect not named Detmers for Snell. I think you're overpaying quite a bit there. I really do. I think that, like I just said, you don't give up. You, you don't give up Adele for a guy who's not going to be your ace. I don't think Snell's an ace, an ace like that. Um, Marsh, sure, you know you could throw him in the pile. I think that he ends up being just as good as Marsh at the end of the day, as Adele at the end of the day. But you know, I think that there is some injury risk with Marsh. Jamai Jones, I don't know if he fits fit, really fit in Tampa, and I think that if you were trading Marsh Jones and and you had to add a pitcher, you were adding Detmers into this deal to get Snell, if not, and you'd probably need another 
player as well into this mix. So I like it. I think you would have been close, but I, I'm not trading Adele for, for Snell in any way possible. Next one comes from Brandon Libes, I believe is how you say it. Herman Marquez for Brandon Marsh and Matt Theis. As I've said before, and I'm going to continue to say it, I think that people are underestimating what Herman Marquez is worth. This is kind of a prime example. However, I could totally see the Rockies, for some strange reason, underselling Herman Marquez. I really hope that they don't from a baseball standpoint, but if it's for to the Angels, you know, looking at it, I'm not upset about it. I think that you're still going to need more to get Herman Marquez than just you know, Brandon Marsh, who's a very good prospect, and Matt Theis, who's looking like kind of one of those 4A guys. But then again, if you put Marsh in Colorado, he could be a 20 home run guy, which would be kind of fun to see a former Angel really succeed like that. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting. I don't know what they're really looking for for Marquez, but I think that a lot of people are really underestimating what it's going to be. And our final trade comes from, I am going to botch your name so bad, Mike Giglamo. I hope that's how you say it. Mike, if it isn't, shoot me an email. Tell me how to say it. I, I, I'll i try to get it. And this is a fun one too. I would have said this was a possibility last year, but since the Mets, I don't think, I think the Mets are trying to win. I don't think they're going to do this, but it's a fun one. It, it, it really is. Adele, Marsh, Sandoval, Detmers, and Canning for Jake DeGrom. And you're getting the best pitcher in baseball. You really are. I think you're overpaying. And this is the problem with going out and trying to get one of the best, if not the best player in baseball. It's kind of like a Mike Trout trade. I mean, nothing's going to make sense. You're going to overpay from an Angel standpoint, or you're going to underpay from a Mets standpoint. I mean, it, it just isn't, it's not possible. And I honestly, I think that Jake DeGrom is the next best player behind, behind Mike Trout when it comes down to it. I mean, he's been on a not a very good team like Mike Trout has, and he's still produced the numbers. You know, he's been the best pitcher in baseball for the past four years, and that's including Max Scherzer and guys like that. Uh, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin's been up there, Luis Castillo, Herman Marquez. I mean, it's Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, and to go get a guy like Jacob DeGrom would be unbelievable. And if you were talking to me last offseason, I would have been like, you know, I might go do that trade. I really I really would to go get a, a starter like that. But I just don't think the Mets are going to be trading DeGrom anytime soon. I think DeGrom retires as a Met. I think that, you know, I don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He might be, but I don't think so. But yeah, going to get a top pitcher like that or a top player, no trades really make sense, unfortunately, just because you're underpaying and you're overpaying at the same time because of how good it is. It's kind of like talking about a Mike Trout trade. It just, I, I just don't think it really makes a lot of sense. So guys, I appreciate all of this. I appreciate you guys listening to me babble on about all these trades. I know it was just being by myself and I was hoping to get some more people on, whether it was Brock. I know Brock had to work. Uh, Derek had to do his stuff and work. John's working as well. So unfortunately you guys just had to listen to me, but I do appreciate it. And Again, if you guys want to come on to a segment of Talking Fans, shoot me an email at Jared underscore Tims on Twitter. You can shoot us an actual email at TalkingHalos at gmail.com. Or it looks like our Talking Halos Twitter page is going to be up and going now. So you can shoot us a message there and we will get you guys on the show. So without 
anything else going on. I hope you guys have a great new year and a safe rest of your day.